Welcome to the second in the series uh, presentations that um, the Canoe Wales development team have put together. Uh, this particular um, series is, or presentation, is presented by Dan Goddard, uh, one of the slalom coaches involved in the Canoe Wales slalom programme. And we're going to be talking about the importance of doing a skill correctly and also the hidden detail of a skill that you might not be aware of, but also how it's going to benefit you as a paddler. Uh, and this can be any type of paddler. It can be a recreational uh, flat water paddler that just goes on the lake occasionally, or it can be somebody that runs rivers at weekends, or it could even be a sea paddler that goes out uh, around the coast. Uh, basically, if you're sat in a boat, this information is is going to benefit you. So yeah, hi guys. Uh, as Jonathan said, I'm Dan Goddard. I'm a performance coach for Canoe Wales. This is just some uh, some reflections from from some of my canoe slalom stuff that I do with my canoe slalom performance athletes. Um, and again, to see if we can uh, apply it into a into more um, of your of your paddling. I came up with kind of five topics that we're, we're going to have a look at today. Um, posture, um, gates, or, or, or for more river runners, places to, places to aim, uh, looking with the head, understanding water, and then drills, blade work, and, and edges, and uh, applying that into your, into your own practice. So just guess, guess going down for the first slide, posture. I mean... Posture is so important to, to canoeing, um, to canoe slalom and, and, and every kind of um, canoeing out there. And I guess the, the three key points I thought to posture were, were power transfer behind the stroke, efficiency of the stroke, and, and getting grip behind the blade. Um, if we have grip behind the blade, then we can generate that, that power and get the boat moving really well so i just want to show you show you a quick quick video So again, we should see in that video, just me um, basically pulling on a, on, a, on a bungee, but again, really trying to, to sit up, um, getting some good rotation. And again, I think that drill is a really good way of, of warming the body up on the flat uh, before we get on the flat to, to warm up in the boat. Um, and again, you can really think about holding with the core, achieving that rotation, I haven't even been doing it, doing it now looking at looking at myself on the screen um, and again it's all due to do with that, that body transfer the other thing about posture I think is it can give you with the grip behind the blade it can give you some real good stability if we have a quick look at the, the next video
so we we can see in that in that video the difference between you know having good posture and sitting upright and being um having you know an active an active blade and having potentially pressure behind that blade and that the impact then on, on stability so think about yourself going you know potentially going for a stopper uh you know as you hit that stopper if you if your body's a bit weak um and and, and the your posture isn't connected obviously that stopper can then can then knock you and, and create some instability but if you are sat up right and again you're reaching over that that stopper that that feature or even again you're actually in in a feature having a cert, you know surfing or or surfing sideways in a stopper again if you're set up right and you're pulling and you've got grip behind the blade then that gives you stability i guess have a look at uh, other video of good paddlers um and i think we'll be able to see that i think a good a good way of seeing this is whenever you see a good paddler or it, and if you see a picture of a good paddler um I'm just thinking right now of someone like Bren Orton. Um, you always see that he looks comfortable. He always looked in a good, strong position. You very rarely see him hunched up. He, he always looks good and open and, and strong. Um, yeah, you've mentioned a um, number of times about this benefiting me on um, on moving water features but i'm a flat water paddler and um i was just wondering how, how is this going to benefit flat water paddlers that never actually have um any need to go onto moving water yeah that's a good question i think thinking about flat water paddling again that will come down to the the power transfer and the efficiency of the stroke if you're thinking about you're, you're paddling all day um if you can get 100% efficiency out of every stroke you'll be able to paddle longer you'll be able to paddle further you'll be able to paddle probably you know you'll get less tired so you'll actually be able to spend more time on the water out and having fun um, yeah okay. I guess that comes from the efficiency and the power transfer and the again the grip behind the blade even on on flat water you can paddle longer you can have more fun you'll get less tired so I find myself, um, or paddlers may find themselves a little bit restricted in being able to hold themselves with good posture. Mm. Um, I know from a personal experience, trying to sit up in a boat at my age is, is, is quite difficult. Is there anything that paddlers can do to help themselves? Because they, 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 may, they may know how to sit up correctly to get the right posture. And they know the reasons like you've just explained, but if I can't physically do that, what can I do to be able to work my body, to allow my body to, to let myself do that? I think a key thing is first of all, a good warm up to get your body ready for that, that activity. Um, and I think some of this will be covered potentially next week in, in uh, Tommy Powers uh, presentation. Uh, where he's looking a little bit more into to strength and conditioning and um, the physical attributes to, uh, to to paddling. So hopefully that will be covered next week. Again, as a recreational paddler, why, why is this going to benefit me? Because I, I just really just want to go paddling on a bit of flat water. Um, I might maybe occasionally want to do a bit of a sea trip, but um, you know, is this really going to benefit me when I go out in my boat? I think it is. I think there's uh, there's an injury perspective 
Um, if you think about that being in a, in a weak position, um, there's going to be more chance to be um, put into some vulnerable positions. Again, if we're sat upright and strong um, and in a stronger position, we're, we're more powerful and we're, we're safer. Um, and then think about if we have got a better stroke and our, our posture is good and we can transfer more power behind the blade and we're more efficient, we can potentially do stuff that we've never done before. You know, before you might not have been able to get, you know, I'm just thinking even a, a small bit of moving current, you might not have been able to to make an eddy um, or, or get across the flow. Um, and if we work on that that posture and that power transfer, then potentially now we can. Okay, so I guess really the um, the the posture is really important because that's the foundations of being able to do any skill. Yes. If I haven't got good posture, then it doesn't matter how good I am at doing a sweep stroke or a barrida, I'm not going to get efficiency from that stroke if I've got poor posture. Is that right? That's that's a pretty much perfect explanation there. Yeah. And I think as we go through some more of the some more of the key points, I think we'll pretty much be reverting back to posture and how that uh how that plays a key part in, in everything we do as well. So that'd be good. Okay, cool. Thank you. I guess then that's moving on to the the next slide about uh gates and, and places to aim. Um, I'm a little bit biased here, obviously being a being a slalom coach, but as I see it, slalom paddlers are sometimes some of the most precise and the most accurate paddlers on the water. Um, and then I'm thinking, why is this? I mean, there's obviously some very good river runners that are, that are very precise as well, but you know, why, why is slalom perceived uh, as very precise and accurate? And I think just the fact of having gates on the river um, gives them somewhere to aim for. It gives them a challenge and it gives them a goal. Um, and I think how could we apply this into into river running, into sea paddling and, 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 and all the various other aspects of, of paddle sport. And I think that is by setting challenges and, and having a goal. So let's say we're make, trying to make an eddy. Um, and sometimes it's, it's very, I just want to make the eddy rather than actually, could I aim for the top half of the eddy? Could I aim for the top third of the eddy? Could I aim right behind that, that rock? Can I on moving water create uh create a new move for myself that i couldn't potentially do no i want to s behind the rock and then i want to jump into that eddy surf across the wave and finish up next to my mate with a big smile going Ooh, you know that was cool wasn't it again in making that uh, setting challenges to make our, our enjoyment on the river more fun uh, rather than just you know potentially just running straight down the river could we use our the features of the river more to to enjoy our experience and i guess going along with that every stroke in canoe slalom is critical and has a purpose um i would say that almost every stroke is 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 sacred it wants to be doing something to propel the boat forwards. Now that's not saying you can't, you know, just 
Bumble on 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 down the river, but there'll be certain times where that that move is really important to either make that Eddie above a drop or to to hold the bows up on on the ferry glide across the river if we're if we're learning to paddle. And the better those strokes are, and if that stroke is critical and has a purpose, um, then we're going to be more in control on the river. And I guess that takes on to the next slide um, about looking with the head. Looking with the head generally means you are looking up and we're looking where we're going. Again, that increases our posture or increases the chance of having good posture, uh, which, as we said before, increases our um, power and connectivity and efficiency. But the fact of just looking into that section of river that we want to get to means we're planning our route down and we're potentially more aware of what's happening on, on the river. Um, I guess that's something, again, that slalom paddlers have to be good at because they have to know where, where gates are going down a river. But potentially, if we could apply that into, into other forms of paddle sport, that, again, might, might make us better paddlers. So you've, you've mentioned about using eddies of key dating points to be able to um, judge as to how accurate I am at getting a boat to a certain point and, and having the control with putting pre-turn on and sweep strokes and driving the boat into the eddy at a precise point. Mm. If I'm actually just paddling on a lake, am I right in thinking then if I'm looking at my forward paddling, what I could potentially do is, is look at maybe two features on the, the river bank or the lake bank. It could be two lampposts or it could be a couple of trees mm. and just maybe counting my strokes between those two two points and then thinking to myself how I can improve my forward paddling and then repeating that over that distance and seeing if I actually get between those two points with with less strokes and less effort would that be a good way of doing that I think that'd be a perfect way again that's again just setting yourself a challenge eh, of, of something to, to to challenge yourself on I guess if you know that 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 route takes you 20 strokes you know the next time can you do it in 19 can you do it in 18 um again have have a goal in in place for that and i think even just paddling on the flat um for for tracking of the boat the boat paddling forwards if you're actually looking at something uh, you're going to travel to where you're looking you know if you're paddling forwards and you're you know obviously you want to take in the scenery around you and, and and enjoy that experience but actually if you don't, if you're not looking where you're going, your your boat when you're forward paddling can tend to to, to veer off and, and and wave a little bit. Um, One thing it's um, I was thinking about was a coach once told me that for me to actually paddle quicker and more efficiently, I actually needed to 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 paddle slower. Is that right? And if that's correct, why, why is that the case? Hmm. I guess when we say slower i think it's probably thinking about the timing of strokes and placing in those critical strokes when they're when they're needed you know so we're just about to to run over a drop and we want to put a stroke in to, to jump or to boof 
again that stroke wants to be timed on the lip to be able to to lift if we're there rushing uh, and just paddling paddling let's say frantically we don't hit those key strokes i think that's probably then a, a good way of, of, of thinking about those strokes you know every stroke is critical and has a purpose uh, and the more we understand water and how water moves which we'll, we'll go on to the next one in in the next slide we can probably plan those critical strokes better does that make sense yeah so i guess if i'm paddling uh, again we're just referring to a flat water lake mm -hmm. and and i'm paddling very fast i don't give myself the opportunity maybe to to have good posture and then my paddles drop and then i start short stroking mm. so i'm then paddling very inefficiently mm. the boat might be moving forwards but it's putting a lot of work into doing that so therefore if i'm paddling slower i'm able to correct myself at the beginnings of, of learning all of this with my posture and physically looking that my blade is going incorrectly and is is coming out correctly Mm. Um, so that gives me the time to be able to paddle more efficiently, I guess. Mm. Yeah, and and again, hopefully, should increase increase that enjoyment of of the day out on the river. Yeah. Also, you mentioned about rotation. Um, am I right in thinking that when I'm on the river and I'm paddling down, I can see an eddy I want to go into mm. by turning my head and rotating my shoulders, and then ultimately turning my hips is with the connectivity I have with the boat mm. will actually then help to turn the boat into that eddy before I've even put a stroke in. Yeah. I mean, think about just paddling a straight line and then looking and rotating, rotating your shoulders. The boat is naturally going, going to veer off of going in a straight line, isn't it? So the fact of just looking with that head almost primes the turn we say in slalom, but, um it helps the boat move before we've even even done a stroke or, or thought about our edges um because of that that connectivity as you as you say so that's pretty cool i so what you're saying there is i can actually see an eddy i can look at the eddy where i'm wanting to to go into i can put an edge on and i can use drive strokes all the time just to get myself into there and i and i will end up in the eddy where i want it to be mm yeah for sure and i guess that takes us quite nicely then on to kind of understanding how water works um can in, in um increase our enjoyment on a river how does a stopper work uh, we'll have a little look at, at jumping stoppers and fakies on stoppers in a, in a second in a cool little video i really think about can we use the river or 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 wherever we are, the sea, or even flat water, can we look at the river like a playground? Can we use its features and, and, and enjoy the, the experience we, we have on that? And as you said, coming into an eddy, um, aiming to be, you know, top third of the eddy, you know, and not wanting to jump into the eddy and, and slide. We're looking to get to that top of the eddy and get the boat stopped in that top of the eddy. And then can we be dynamic and, and surf across the wave? So we just have a little little watch of a video here.
again, what I like about this video is if we pause it kind of at this point, the paddler's actually leaning upstream on the back of the stopper. Um, and again, this is this is this is planned. But if we think of a stopper that that comes down, hits the bottom of the river, and and recirculates on itself, then actually at the top of the stopper is a is a little bit of eddy. And how can we use that eddy on, on the back of a stopper to um, nav navigate our way down a river, a river better? Um, and again, this is just a little Again, what we saw there was just some, again, some slalom paddlers doing some, some, some crosses on stoppers. Um, but again, just trying to be really fluid and understand, again, um, if we look at the picture on, on the presentation, we can see almost a little diagram of how a stopper works and a little bit of an on-top window that I call it, which is essentially an eddy. And how can we use that to... to um, navigate navigate our way across the river are we just plowing into the stopper and getting a bit of a surfing and and getting out the other end or can we use that if we understand how the feature works can we use that that feature to to increase our our enjoyment of the river and create new challenges for ourselves um thinking again about the the river trail and there's some really small small eddies i'm thinking um the stopper under i think it's miss davis's bridge um there's a there's a lot of little stoppers on on the graveyard and again we we often play games on again how many eddies can we um we can get on the way down on the river and again thinking back to a, a video i saw um that i think is really good from from bren orton um just again river river play and river styling and again how he's using um all of the features on the trail and um he's not just sitting in one hole and just car wheeling he's actually you know really playing the river and i think that's that's what a lot of us like to do and i think actually before we go down the river, if we can think about, right, plan our route, what is that stopper going to do to us? And actually, is there stuff I can do on that stopper that I've never done before? Um, or that I want to have a go at? Um, would, would be really good to, to look at. A, a few questions. Mm -hmm. uh, I guess, if I, how I use a water feature, is dependent upon what I'm wanting to do. So if I'm wanting to cross over from one eddy to the other, and this, it, this directly opposite me, 
then I would use the feature in a different way than I would maybe if I wanted to go into a stopper and do some flat spins or cartwheels. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. But again, that's if we know how the stopper works, we know that you know the 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 pit of the stopper, or, you know, in the stopper is quite grippy, and that's going to hold us to be able to to be able to play around. But actually, I want to to use it to help me to help me go across. Um, again at the end of the presentation there'll be some some resources or some web pages I've, I've done that might be good for people to do some some further reading on uh, if they want to and, and basically there's some cool videos to to watch um, similar to what we, we've had a look at so far um, that might be quite useful to to look at so i guess to do to do this correctly boat position when you're going into the feature is is very important as to what the outcome will be? Yeah, so as I said, uh, if we're looking to want to use the back of the stopper, actually we don't necessarily want to just charge in it. We uh, we almost want to, you know, we can almost let the bow drop a little bit and try and get up on the on the back of the stopper or the, the, the on top window that I, I, that, that I call it with some of my guys. Um, because again, that, that, Bit of the stopper is actually really stable and really nice, and and playboaters use that a lot, a eh, to to set up, um, set up loops, to set up cartwheels. So again, the more we can understand how a feature works, uh, the more we can use that that stopper, how we want to to use it, and not again just go in and somehow get out the the other side. <laughs> And think Oof, that was a bit of a that was a bit of a ride wasn't it um, and i guess with the pictures show slalom gates and slalom boats and slalom paddlers but actually this is generic to whatever boat i'm in yeah i think if you watch any any really good you know river runner play boater um they can move the boat really well uh again they look really fluid and i guess that takes us if we then move on to the the next slide about uh drills blade work and edges um there was a quote that that fluency is the key to mastery um slam coach julian Bilo um put on one of his podcasts and i think that's that's really key again if you think how fluid someone is generally the better we, the, you know the better we get the more fluid we become but again, that links back to posture again, doesn't it? Because actually, if we're really fluid, generally we have really good posture. The boat's looking really smooth. We're not trying to brute force our way around something, and we're using using the river and using our our features features really well. Um, so, so I understand uh, the theory behind um, the hidden detail and doing a stroke correctly and when i'm on the lake i'm able to do that and when i'm on a bit flat water river i'm able to do that and i'm and i i can see the benefits the boat responds so much quicker with so much less effort mm -hmm. so i know i'm doing it correctly but i but when i come to moving water where the water's moving quicker i just revert back to how i used to be mm -hmm. how, how can i deal with that i guess that's that's making sure that again we try and go up in in nice progressions so 
you know if, if you feel as though it, you know you've got some good edge work and some good blade work on 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 flat water to begin with and then maybe take that to the very top of the graveyard um you know in the nice kind of you know flatter moving water section before you get into the graveyard graveyard proper um so some you know b between chipper and and the start of the graveyard that's a really nice section where uh you can try some stuff out in a really you know, a bit more of a friendlier safe environment the water's still moving but it's not as big as let's say the graveyard um but it's a step up from the flat and then once you feel as though you've got those those skills honed down in there you you can move on and i guess that's taking this back to slalom a little bit that's how the divisional system works and in, in, you start at div four which is pretty much flat water you then go into division two and three which is a little bit bigger water div one then is bigger water again and then and then premier is 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 the biggest water that that kind of is paddle on which is you know uh, lee valley um home pier point graveyard but again those those skills as they've gone up through the the divisional system of um have been honed each time um and progressed and progressed nicely i guess so i'd say this this, this is probably where um i would do something very similar on a river where you start off at the more gentle area mm. and you're able to make an eddy precisely uh in 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 the areas that you want it to be in mm. but then once you get onto bigger water and the eddies become smaller and there's less tolerances or less opportunities to make a mistake mm. and you're looking at that eddy and you're thinking whoa actually i've only got one chance and if i don't make it i'm going to go down somewhere where i don't really want to go at that mm, point mm. so so by me knowing that i have the control of my boat through paddling efficiently i know that i can make that eddy and that yeah. enables me to have the confidence to do what i'm there to do mm. and i guess so, that's yeah that's the importance then of 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 drills you know of blade work and and edges um because essentially what you're trying to do there is prepare um your skill set for a, a you know a, a higher level river um and i think thinking back to you know to going somewhere to there's, there's a slam course but it's also a very good a good river in borg saint maurice in france a very big and a high volume uh, piece of water uh the first time you you go down uh you plan a route right i'm gonna make that idea that idea that and quite often sometimes you're like the the water's or you're not necessarily prepared for that that size and you end up making that eddy and then that eddy and then by you know a couple of runs down or a couple of days in you know you you start nailing ups or eddies you know left right and center and it's all you've done is got better at um or your your brain has got better at working out the speed of the water I guess that's why you, you struggle, you know, you might struggle with something on the flat and moving water into white waters because that, you know, that white water is moving a lot quicker, isn't it? So you have less time. So the more we can develop our skills on that, that smaller water, they can play a bigger, bigger role when we, when we do progress up into bigger white water as well. So 
Actually, that links in quite well into the next question. I paddle on Trawaring uh, quite often at weekends. Mm-hmm. And generally, I just go up with a, a few mates, just jump on the water at the top, and we enjoy ourselves going down. And, and then we get off and go, go to Manon's Cafe afterwards. And, <laughs> um, but is it, is it a good idea occasionally just maybe to have a bit of a, a plan as to what you're wanting to do out of that session? So as you can put in this type of information and maybe work it together with other paddlers and then to be able to get off knowing that, yeah, when I got on, I couldn't do that or I couldn't do it as well as I can now. And the reason Mm. I can now do it is because I had, I had a bit of a session, a bit of a plan as to what I'm wanting from that paddling session. Is that a good idea to do? Yeah. And I don't think that needs to be overly you know, prescriptive. It's not like, oh, we're going to make, you know, a rigid plan, but maybe, you know, uh, right, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, next time I go to trail and I want to make, you know, a particular eddy that I, I either didn't make or I didn't try last time. Or if you are with a group of mates, you know, as you're going down the river, you know, you naturally have this, you know, surfing waves and, and stuff, but set, set yourself a, set each other challenges that you know that um you know i, I want to stay on this way for, for 15 seconds because i've never been able to stay on it for more than 10 seconds before um again the the better we know how that wave works then that increases our chances of being able to stay on that that wave the better our stern rudders that maybe we've had a you know during the week we've 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 practiced some some stern rudders um that's going to increase our chances again of staying on that 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 wave for for longer and if we're staying on the wave for longer we're potentially having more fun as well um but then that comes back to, to posture if we're if we're doing that stern rudder and we're, we're really weak then again when we're on the wave we're going to be chucked around but if we can be on that that wave with that stern rudder really good posture you know really good grip behind the blade when we're doing that that stern rudder to 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 surf um again we're going to have more control and i think with more control becomes you know more enjoyment and because you've you've set that goal you finish the day and you know there's that sense of achievement because you've done something that you you haven't done before which i think everybody uh, would recognize that they enjoy yeah i think that's i was thinking when you were talking then about that is that there's quite a few times i've gone on to a river or i've done something in canoeing and i thought well that was really good mm-hmm. and then i thought back but why was it good why did it feel good did it look good but actually it was because mainly because i managed to do what i'd set out to do but then it got me thinking was well okay why why did i why was i able to do that but i couldn't do it last week so i guess by understanding this hidden detail and being able to practice it when i do do something right it enables me to think yeah i did that right because i actually did this so you can almost review what you've done yeah and that's that's the reason for kind of breaking down you know breaking down stuff like we said about you know practicing that you know a stone rudder um on the flat or in the warm-up before before we do something or as we go back back to the start the reason for me sitting on that swiss ball and 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 pulling was to 
again try and get myself feel as though I'm I'm connected so that actually the next time I go canoeing I feel more connected so I've got a better forward stroke so my opportunities open up to be able to do to do more moves on the river so I guess one of the one of the advantages of this overall is is not only do we become more efficient paddlers we're actually able to paddle longer so when i go on to Traring and i go maybe once 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 maybe every couple of weeks mm. um generally after an hour i have to get off because i'm so tired and i'm fatigued <laughs> whereas actually if i'm doing things right that means i can stay on for another half an hour and that's an extra half hour's paddling every weekend so that yeah. that's pretty awesome is that right yeah yeah pretty much nailed on the on the head there and i think the more efficient we can be the more time we can spend canoeing the less we get tired that that also has benefits from it as we said before an injury perspective um yeah and you can just have more fun fun on the river which i think you know slalomists want to do river ones want to do you know everybody that goes canoeing wants to wants to have more fun on the river and spend more time on the river generally um hope everybody hope everybody enjoyed that um and I, I think Tommy's session next week will um, delve into some of this a little bit more with the, you know, certainly the posture stuff with his strength and conditioning. Is that right? Yeah. So um, if we can give an example, uh, Dan's mentioned about being sat up in your boat correctly uh, and having the correct posture. Um, and that's all well and good as asking you to do that. But if, uh, you try to sit up and you, you can't physically do it and that's probably maybe because your hamstrings are really tight and no matter how you try and sit up you might be able to do it for a few seconds but then you have to drop again so uh, Tommy's going to be running uh, next week um, and it's, it's going to be helping you to be able to do various exercises to allow your body to do that so if we ask you to sit up in the boat and you've got tight hamstrings, Tommy's going to be able to help you to stretch those hamstrings to then allow yourself to sit up in your boat correctly, which then enables you to paddle more efficiently. And that's just an example. There are lots of other examples such as rotation. So Dan talked about looking at where you're going and rotating into a skill and into a stroke. Um, again, if, if, if you're very stiff in the upper body, um, then again, you're not going to be able to do that. Uh, and core exercises to allow your body to hold itself in position. So Tommy's going to be covering all of that, um, leading off from what Dan's discussed today. Cool. Uh, again, thank you for having me and I uh, hope you guys have enjoyed that. <laughs>